So what's up, everybody? Uh, this is episode eight of Two Hip Hop Senseis and a Casual. Fellas, how y'all doing today? What's going okay. on? Man, what a week we've had. I uh, just want to start off by asking y'all listening to any music this week. Go ahead. Uh, you want to go? No, you want to you go. <laughs> oh, so I, um, you know, I took a took a gander at Lil Yachty's project. Um, I forgot what it's called, like Michigan Boy something. I don't know. But um, shout out to Lil Boat. You know, uh, he highlighted some stuff from Michigan and some Detroit rappers, which is cool. I like that. But um, shit was trash. So, like, <laughs> listen, man, I, I'm not the hugest fan of Lil Yachty anyway. So, like, I, I tried to go into it open-minded. I, it's one song that I like, and I think it's, like, 18 tracks or whatever. So, I like one song. So, that to me, that's uh, progress. So, like, you know, if I can like one thing, and I added it on my playlist. So, if I'm, I'm willing to hear it more than once, but yeah, like if you're a fan of Lil Yachty, go check it out. But it's just, it wasn't for me. So, I just want to add uh, the project was called Michigan Boy Boat. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll put a little respect on Yachty's name. Progress being one track out of 18 that you like. That's you, you're starting off disrespectful today. So, they're going to go. Drew, you I, gave him, I gave him a shout out though. I said I, I appreciated him for giving them an opportunity. I'm just never gonna <laughs> listen to that shit again. That's it. That's all. Like disrespectful. <laughs> like, Drew, you listen to any new music this week? Yeah, I listened to an artist uh, you guys recommended called Moneybag Yo, and it goes back to quantity over quality. There is zero quality, and I could only get through six to seven out of twenty-two tracks, which is way too long these days. Um, so yeah, thanks for the recommendation, guys. I so, personally love Moneybags album. So oh. did you hear me? I have not heard it yet, but what I will say is Drew's a quitter because I've been <laughs> having to do all this homework and listening to 16, 18 tracks. Drew uh, listened to six. And was like, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> and then tried to blame me for being a casual. And was like, when you're a sensei, you just know when it's time to end listening to hell. <laughs> like, what? 22 tracks is a lot these days. And oh, he man. every song sounded the same. I can't do it. I'm sorry if I'm a quitter. But I, as I told you, B, I've stored enough of these albums, full-length albums, in my head to where I know quality and I know quantity. I do not need to muscle through that. I just want to say all the homework and albums y'all have me listening to lately, I feel like I'm unable to enjoy music that I enjoyed previously after hearing some of these albums. Like Young Thug dropped his project, and I haven't listened to all of it yet. Like, I'm not really in the mood for this right now, so I cut it off. So I will go back to listening to it. But before, I would just listen to a full album and just, you know, see what I thought, rock with it a little bit. But, yeah, I'm going to have to take my time and go back to listen to that. I did, though, check out Corday. Uh, he dropped a new EP called Just Until. I never listened to any of his music before, but that EP was a really nice listen. Uh, four tracks, really enjoyed it, and then was encouraged to go back uh, by you, Drew, your cousin, Mike, shout out to your cousin, uh, and my nephew, Malik, uh, all you guys recommended his Grammy nominated uh, album, The Lost Boy. Yeah. And I'm very impressed. I, I came away being a big fan. I look forward to listening to his music in the future. So shout out to Corday. I really enjoy his music. He's yeah, young enough to where he's got a sound of his own and he's got a following now to where I'm just anticipating a second follow up album. So yeah. I'm gonna let him take his time and make another masterpiece. 
For sure. Even after breaking off the uh the YBN collective, I really love Corday. Like that, yeah. like I listened to the EP as well. Like, and I I love the EP, but you know, Lost Boy is a uh, his first album was amazing. So yeah. like I can't wait to see what else he does as well. It's crazy because he's like a, he's like a shining star out of that YBN group, you know. Max, yeah. And he's the only one making a wave right now. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah, so shout out to him, man. So this past week, there was also a versus Method Man versus Red Man. Uh, Drew, I want to ask you, are you taking back the bad things that you said about versus after this uh, this performance? I'm still trying to come down from that one. <laughs> Wait till you enjoyed it. I was a little inspired because of the date that it was on. So I got a little, <laughs> I got a little up in the clouds. And uh, man, they uh, they are very entertaining together. Like. They all are. from for all from back when they were uh just messing around back in the Wu Tang days to how high to now it's awesome to see their chemistry on stage. Yeah, and sure. uh it was the best for for verses, it was the best quality I've seen on a versus. And it was just I don't know, man. It's just fun to see them. They have a lot of hits that the people don't know about that you'd be surprised that they were featured on. So yeah. it was cool to see them uh pull a lot of those out of their bag. But but I will say, if there's another versus like that, we're like two two really good friends. I'll check it out, but I'm not checking out these old R and B singers. <laughs> hey, nah, we I mean, get you there. We get yeah, you there. It's I'm progress. There. Progress. Progress. Yeah. No, nah, I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed it too, and I, I like theirs. You know, because they're friends and they they perform together. It was more. It felt more like a concert, you right? Know? And so, like that was dope, and. I always knew Redman was great, like one of the great lyricists, but I didn't realize how many bangers he had. Like when he pulled out his hits, like that, I knew what Method Man had. I didn't know what Redman had, so that was dope. Like so, it's yeah, funny too because Redman was on there. He's like, he's like, you know, he's like, I have no girl songs. He's like, you're the sex symbol. You always have been since the nineties. <laughs> I was dying, dude. Women were going crazy over Method Man on social media, man. Yeah. I was- that was crazy. Oh. See, personally, I didn't watch his verses. I'll probably go back and check it out, but I, I just feel like I didn't see this one promoted very much. I know, Gerard, you said you saw it all yeah, over. Yeah, I Yeah, I must have been on a rock because I swear I didn't even know they're having the verses until like the day of when I seen people talking about it, and then that's what made me go on social media and look it up real quick. But yeah, shout out to Method Man and Red Man, man. That's two legends in the game for sure. So. This week, I really wanted to discuss, uh, as we discussed versus seen on social media, the impact uh, of social media like TikTok when it comes to music today. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we've been able to talk to some some people that have been really uh, big on the platform TikTok. But just over the past year or so, just thinking about how big um, music has been on social media during quarantine and all that, I really just wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit and discuss it. So. I wanted to ask you too, do you feel like music on social media and platforms like TikTok has had a positive spin on music today? Like, do you, do you guys really appreciate what it's doing for certain artists or what's your overall feel when it comes to TikTok or social media in general with music? It's, it's kind of layered, man, because it goes back. It all kind of started with like Napster and LimeWire and mm-hmm. it all kind of slowly transitioned us into like, soundcloud and now tiktok and all these other platforms where you can just easily release your music and be found like back in the day you had to send your demo to a label and hopefully it was heard or something you know but like 
a lot of these guys are blowing up from it and it's cool. Um, on the other hand, I'm a, I'm a big physical collector, like I mentioned on here before, and it's since Napster back in the day, it's taken away from a lot of sales from artists. Uh, so it's just, I know they tried to incorporate album sales like with uh, Spotify and Apple Music and stuff, but it, it just feels kind of, I feel like they need to just find a way to support these artists a little more, you know what I'm saying? I agree. Or just give them give them the royalties that they deserve. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I don't have a TikTok myself. I'm gonna be honest, but I know a bunch of kids who use it, and I think that's a, a platform for the young kids. So I don't want to take that away from them. But you know, I appreciate it because it's growing hip hop into one of the the biggest genres in the world. So like, you get people who are blowing up off of the off of stuff off of TikTok. Like you get um. You know, when Meg the Stallion body that started out as a dance on TikTok, um, you get uh Spot 'em Got 'em with his uh beatbox. That's that was a TikTok dance. Like so like you get all these songs where it started out as dances on TikTok blowing up on Billboard, you know, giving it shine and stuff for these artists. Now the sustainability from you being viral on TikTok to actually becoming a a well-sustained artist, I don't know about that. I'm not sure it's going to make you last longer in the industry, but I mean, you have a viral moment and I don't know where it goes from there, but I appreciate it from them, like starting off people's careers and helping them have like a platform that they can bounce off of. But now you realize that the work from there, where does it go from there? So that's, yeah. I don't know if TikTok helps as far as that, but it's definitely a great platform if you want to get heard. Yeah. So you both brought up two good points. So I just, a little information I dug into, um, as I know we were going to discuss this. So despite the challenges from the president and a ban in India, the app TikTok grew last year. It was actually the most downloaded app in 2020. Some in the industry call it short, uh, short form of YouTube. Uh, it's having a huge impact on the industry. I read an article on Quartz uh, that discussed an artist called Tay Verdez. He wasn't having a lot of luck breaking into the industry until August of 2020. He had a song stuck in the middle that gained popular success, uh, got over 4.5 million streams and reached number one on Spotify's viral 50 chart. Thousands of fans were using his song on TikTok and this allowed him to negotiate with labels where he struck a deal uh, with Arista Records that gave him a level of creativity that many established musical stars would be jealous of. Um, so he gave the, the credit for this actually to TikTok he said that it gives you leverage as an artist, which is something that artists back in the day didn't have. You know, you didn't have 50 million streams, you know, out of nowhere. You know, so now you don't have to have those old deals that's locking you in for like four or five albums for like two million that, which T-Pain talked about a while ago. Labels give you money that you have to pay back yeah. at a certain point. So yeah. we're going to talk on a, on a future episode about, you know, record deals and stuff like that. But it's interesting to see how TikTok has allowed people to have more leverage. But the downside to this, like you said, Gerard, is when you go viral or you have such a hit, how sustainable is it to have success like that? It's almost like when you have artists today or in the past have that, you know, super popular record and now your label is looking for you to, you know, recreate that. And it's always hard to have something that successful like your first one. Right. Also, TikTok, there's influencers that literally get paid like thirty to 40000 just to make dances for songs so that those songs get popular on that platform. It's really crazy. Like songs like 
Um, not saying Sada Baby, I don't want to get confused. He didn't pay anybody to do this, but examples of music that became popular on TikTok are Sada Baby, whole lot of choppers, Doja yeah. Cat, Say So, Busted by Erica Banks, Savage yeah. by Meg Thee Stallion, that went on to get Grammy nominated. So, again, mm-hmm. you guys make great points, and it's amazing to see this platform, you know, help artists hit these viral moments and really have leverage when it comes to, you know, negotiating deals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny, though, you say that because, like, I feel like that guy kind of struck the lottery, the one you said that got signed, because mm. uh, there's so much content being pushed out on there right now. It's, I feel like it's so hard to find that single guy and narrow down, like just from just from a social media standpoint, if he has talent through a small window of a video, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's lucky for him, but who knows if an artist uh, really struck gold or not finding him. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's another thing. Like TikTok has changed what music labels are looking for in artists. Mm-hmm. Some companies prefer a record that'll go viral now, which that's never been the case before. Mm-hmm. Artists also are allowed to partner with brands to make sponsored content on TikTok, which you know you had to be at a certain point to get you know endorsements and stuff like that. So again, another pro for TikTok, and I'm just it's amazing to see it. And then I wanted to add. That platform has actually helped artists that's been in the game for a while that may not be popular anymore, you know, have certain songs, you know, reappear and be huge now, such yeah. as Kid Cudi's Day and Night, yeah. Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back, T-Pain yeah. featuring B.O.B., Up Down, Lady yeah. Gaga's uh, Paparazzi, and Nelly Hot in Here. Yeah. That was one of the biggest challenges not too long ago, the Hot yeah. in Here but, uh, challenge. So it's just really amazing to see what the platform has done for music in general. Bro, it yeah. goes. I mean, it goes even further than that with like the ocean spray guy uh, on the longboard. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Good like, uh, I was listening on the radio. Like they said, that chart, that song hasn't charted since like the early '90s, and it just yeah. re-entered the top, right. board, which is insane. Yeah. That was dope. I li- yeah. I really like that one. That was dope. Right. But you know, it's also coming. Like it's becoming record labels are using another business model because like you'll get artists like maybe they don't want to be album artists. Maybe they are like more like marketing promotional artists where they do songs for mm-hmm. like um marketing purposes and stuff like that. And you're not looking for full projects. So if that's the way you want to go, then cool. That that opens up another business model, like another lane that you can go down as an artist, like instead of just always focusing on putting a project together to give to the masses. So that's also, that can be a positive as well. Yeah. And the algorithms within TikTok are unlike any other platform. Like most platforms is usually the very popular creators that people you know gravitate towards and you're constantly looking for content from with TikTok, the way the algorithms go basically anybody can go viral even if you have a new account if you use a certain music track to go over your TikTok, you can instantly blow up so that allows a lot of new creators you know to take their shot at going viral trying to get record deals like some of the examples we've discussed so again TikTok is very unique i was very against the platform but lately I've really gotten into it. You can go down a wormhole to watching one video after another, but it's really dope to see that platform allow artists creativity and, you know, change people's lives essentially. Um, One person that actually has gone viral uh, that I just interviewed was Evan Jacobson. Uh, He added uh, saxophone to the biggie track. Uh, The video blew up, has over 8 million views, um, 2 million likes. So, um, I actually did get a chance to interview Evan, so I want to give people the chance to check that out. Um, so shout out to Evan for, again, giving me the time to interview him. And, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. And here it is.
fuck. You got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby. So today we're joined by TikTok music sensation. Uh, we have Evan Jacobson. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Good I'm good, man. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you taking the time out your day to, to do this interview with me. Yeah, of course. So I just wanted to start off by asking, uh, obviously you have the, the video that blew up, um, the adding sax solos, the songs that don't need them part one, where you added some flavor to Biggie's song, Big Papa. And I just have to ask, did you have any idea uh, when you hit click to post that video that that would end up having 8 million views, 2 million likes. Like, did, did you have any idea it would blow up that big? Absolutely no idea. I, I, I felt good about it. I thought it was a, a cool concept that I hadn't done on my page before. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, I had no idea. I felt, pre I felt pretty good about it, but to that extent, no, absolutely not prepared. But I was, it was, I was really dope. I was really so, happy to see it. Yeah. So, so walk me through it. Like when you when you posted it, like how soon did like your phone start to blow up? Like when did you realize, like, yo, this might be something kind of crazy? I woke up to it um, having like five hundred thousand views, which you know I try not to. I, I TikTok, the algorithm is so crazy because you can really like kind of overestimate the. Uh, the power that like a few hundred thousand views can have but you know, yeah um i woke up to it having having a good amount of views and i was thinking you know you know it's cool that people are taking it out but it's even at that point i had no idea that it was gonna kind of blow up the way it did but uh, again i was just so happy to see it yeah for sure yeah. man that's that's incredible um yeah. so did you have any celebrities or influencers reach out to you you know giving you props or kudos or even anybody in the music industry asking if you could do a song of theirs? Uh, yeah, but people were actually really super nice about it. I mean, I got a couple, uh, I, I think um, for my American Boy video, I think Estelle actually reposted it on her Instagram story. Oh, that's so, dope. Yeah, so that, I mean, that was awesome. I heard about that. I was super stoked about that. Um, no, yeah, uh, a couple artists have the, the same, like Casey Musgraves, I think, reposted uh the big papa video so that, yeah. that was awesome. but um in terms of actually reaching out for collabs that's been mostly like smaller artists which i'm super super stoked to work with um like really dope like upcoming rappers who kind of saw the way i was trying to inject a little bit more of like a jazzy feel on hip-hop tracks yeah. and like a lot I, I guess that was appealing to a lot of smaller uh, producers and rappers and so yeah a, a lot of uh like upcoming artists reached out and i've been super happy to like l lay down sacks on that on those tracks and yeah record for people that's so dope man so on our very first episode uh we all detailed how we fell in love with hip-hop mu and music um so i just like would like to ask you uh when would you say you fell in love with hip-hop and then after that, I want to know when did you fall in love specifically with jazz music, as you just mentioned the jazz. 
Yeah, um, I grew up kind of on jazz. My parents were always playing in the house. And so that in, in that way, I was kind of introduced to it. And then hip hop came about more um, of my own like musical exploration. Yeah. And then um, the, the thing that I think has kind of inspired me musically is like the link between those two genres. And I think my first like direct exposure to like seeing hip hop and jazz on the same record was probably um when i listened to kendrick's to pimp a butterfly oh yeah uh i mean robert glasper kamazi washington terrace martin like really really heavy guys like jazz guys on that album i mean and aside from that it's one of my favorite hip-hop albums and i honestly think that that listening to that album opened the door in terms of me thinking about hip-hop in a jazz context and jazz in a hip-hop context so that, yeah. that was super influential to me. But yeah, uh, I grew up on jazz and then I kind of, uh, you know, did my own research as a, in, you know, in high school trying to just discover hip hop. Yeah, that's dope, bro. Uh, so how long specifically have you been playing uh, the saxophone? Um, since fifth grade, it started very much as like a hobby or not really a hobby, but, you know, we were forced to pick an instrument for school band. So yeah. that, type, that type of thing. But um you know, I, I was that kid that actually like continued it and you know practiced outside of school band rehearsal in fifth grade. So, um, yeah, I, it was very. I, I don't really. I guess I just took a liking to it. I mean, you know, back then people were kind of like it was, it was. It was more of a joke for not not as much of a joke, but it wasn't so serious <laughs> for everyone, yeah. myself included. But you know, for some reason, I just I just stuck it out. You know, kept playing after school. And then it became something that I um, that I like to do, you know, out, outside of school entirely. And yeah, so for about about 10, 11 years, I want to say I've been playing. 10 or 11 years. That's awesome, man. Do you play any other instruments? Yeah, uh, I play a good amount of piano and, um, you know, we're encouraged in, in music school to also as a sax player to take up clarinet and flute. So I've kind of had to venture into that territory although uh i think my heart's always going to be with saxophone and then i i really like playing piano too really yeah would you ever do that on, on, on a track i know artists that reach out to you or do you feel confident enough to where you can play piano um yeah I, I think i think i'm a little less uh comfortable on piano but i think i have some cool ideas on that but yeah, uh, just I, I've I've actually played piano on a couple tracks, but not for anyone that's reached out over TikTok. It's more just like with my friends, uh, okay. if they want to make music, and you know, there's there's a piano and wherever we're recording at, then I'll try to lay some stuff down. But it's not my it's not my go to. Okay, so I saw you. I see you play like it's almost like an electronic version of the saxophone on your TikTok. What's that called? Uh, yeah. That's called an Ewi. It's a E W I. It stands for electronic wind instrument. Okay. So it's a it's kind of like if you could imagine like a MIDI keyboard, like a normal like piano that you would just plug into your computer. It's yeah. kind of like that, but the sax version. That's the that's I feel like that's the best way to describe it for me. Okay. Um, so, it's fun though. It's it's a cool it's a cool instrument, and I think people on on social media they have no idea what it is, and that's why they seem to like it. I had no idea. So when he when I saw that, I'm like, I have to ask this question because I've never seen that before. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So one of the the senseis on the show, Gerard, um, 
He wanted to know specifically, do you listen to the song and then write music for your videos or do you basically just freestyle it? Yeah, um, definitely listen to the song a lot before I even try to make any type of solo, improv, riff, whatever it is. Like, I, I feel like I have to get the song in my ear first to pick up on the on the vibe of it. And um, at least on my end, I feel like I have to figure out how I can like put the sax solo in there without like stepping on anyone's toes musically if that makes yeah. sense like, i don't want to no. be i don't want to be like adding too much or or adding something in a way that doesn't really fit so i feel like i definitely have to get the song in my ear first and then once it's like that um it's mostly it's kind of like a written improvisation i kind of have a plan generally mm -hmm. but a lot of times once I once I hit the record button, like the plan kind of goes out the window and I'll kind of stick to it. But it's 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 mostly it's like 50 50. It's 50 percent written, 50 percent just freestyle uh, improv in, in the jazz way. I guess. Okay. I really like the cover you did of All Night Long by the Mary Jane Girls. Uh, that song's from 1983. So you definitely know about the classics. Got to give you props for that. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about TikTok is that actually a lot of the songs that blow up are from all different time periods. I mean, a lot of them are, are modern, but some of I mean, I actually discovered that song through TikTok because it was blowing up at the time. So that's okay. the thing about the app. That's awesome, man. Uh, so I have to ask you, are you familiar with the Careless Whispers prank uh, from YouTube at all? The Careless Whispers prank? I feel like I have an idea of what you're talking about, but... Is that just when like the sax player just busts out careless whisper at, at a at a random? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's got yeah, the yeah. mullet. He just start playing it like at a grocery store, college mall. So because oh, he yeah, plays sexy, sexy sax guy. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to ask you if you're familiar with that because that's such a classic. Um, yeah. But do you have a favorite uh, saxophonist uh, at all right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's always changing. Um, my favorites right now, I would have to say, are. I mean, I always love John Coltrane. Um, I'm I'm listening to a lot of Kamazi Washington recently, and uh, I guess one more would be, uh, Cannonball Adderley is always. I mean, those are those are more like Coltrane and Adderley are more like guys from the '50s, like you know, real like heavy jazz guys. And then Kamazi Washington is like um, much more like hip hop oriented, modern guy still playing today. But yeah, those are yeah. the three I'm checking out right now most heavily. Well, I have to write those guys down because you, you give me some information I was not aware of. So I appreciate it. You yeah. educate me and our listeners. Yeah, definitely check that out. So uh, you seem like a young man that's in college. So uh, I was just curious, do you have music career aspirations or goals or uh, do you have career plans unrelated to music? Yeah, um, I would love to be able to make a career in music. I know I'm not, I don't take for granted how how hard it is. And that's something that we learn in music school is that like, if you're trying to get into this, it's not a joke. Like you really gotta be committed. Yeah. Um, I, it, you know, in, in that vein, I don't really have a super laid out plan for what I'm gonna do with music especially as a performer i don't think you really can right because 
I mean, that's the way the gigging world works is that it's so, um, it, it's, it's shifting all the time. You know, you might find a new gig and you might lose one the next day or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's just popping up and it's changing all the time, but so far I'm trying to lean into, into the social media aspect of, uh, of creating music career, especially during this pandemic. You know, I feel like social media is a great way to spread your music and hopefully make a career in music if that's if that's um what you're going for but um yeah in school i'm studying some other things you know i i was obviously apprehensive about going to school completely for music just because you know i didn't know what was going to happen but um while while this TikTok thing lasts i think it's a good way for me to a good outlet for my musical and creative energy so that's mm -hmm. that's the plan as of right now yeah, and you're where are you going to school at right now? Uh, NYU, New York University. Okay, that's what's up, yeah. man. Um, so you know, before I let you go, I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, again, uh, with you blowing up, and I know you have musical aspirations as far as your career. So where can the people find your work, and what 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 do you have to promote for us? Yeah, uh, I would probably be best to find on TikTok. So that's at Evan Jacobson with two N's. So E V A N. J-A-C-O-B-S-O-N. And then I post uh, some music content as well on Instagram at Evan Jacobson 17 And I'm going to hopefully have some music coming out soon. So uh, keep an eye out for, for that on, on streaming platforms, and I'll be making announcements of, about that as it, as it materializes. Man, I'm excited for it. Uh, again, love your song. Um, and if you're okay with it, hopefully I can post it um within the podcast the video of you playing a saxophone because it's amazing but um, again I, I really appreciate you taking the time uh to do this interview and i wish you nothing but success moving forward man I, I, you have great potential i can't wait thank you very much brandon i appreciate you reaching out and uh it's awesome to talk about this stuff so yeah i, I appreciate your your questions and uh for giving me this opportunity of course bro um but yeah thanks again and have a good one bro all right peace so again, shout out to Evan Jacobson, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to do the interview with me. Um, guys, be sure to check him out on his social media. He drops a lot of dope content. Uh, it's Evan Jacobson, and that's with two N's in Jacobson. So shout out to Evan, man. Yeah, shout out to Evan. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, bro. Let's shout out all the people that uh, who've, who've like agreed to work with you, B, and work with us, you know? Yeah. Man. We got more coming too. We do. And shout out to DJ Galaxy again, who is big on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, did a live yesterday, actually, but um, dropped some merch too. I actually ordered a hoodie to show my support because I appreciate yeah. him. So we need to get our merch out. Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> coming, man. It's, it's coming. Big things are in the works. But yeah, before we move um, into another topic, just wanted to take the time to say RIP to Shock G. Um, Gerard, I know you expanded on some points before the show, so I just want to give you time to touch on that again. For sure. Like, yeah, rest in peace to Shock G. Um, we don't want to make this a habit to where we're every week we coming on here, like saying rest in peace to different hip hop legends. But these past couple weeks have been crazy. Like we mentioned, we were talking about Tupac last week and this week Shock G passes away. And he's the main factor of the reason that we have a Tupac to this day. Tupac started out as a, a roadie on um, Digital Underground. And Shock G was the lead of that that group. And people don't realize how 
much of a genius he was. Like he was prolific on the piano. He played the bass. He played the guitar. He rapped as two different personalities as Shock G and another as Humpty Hump. And people like from the nineties yeah, are still confused, thinking like that wasn't a real person. But you know, like because <laughs> the like, nose, uh, man. <laughs> hey, that nose will get you. Because when I seen some videos, I'm like, wait. <laughs> man, but that's my song, man. Still chance to do the dance, to do the hump. It gets you, man. It's so like, yeah. Um, his hits was the Humpty Dance and um, uh, Kiss You Back. I mean, Kiss Me Back. And then he was on the uh, same song with Tupac, you know. So, like, rest in peace to Shock G. He'll definitely has a place, his place in hip hop. And a lot of people like, I would say, Digital Underground was the first hip hop band. And a lot of people look at the roots and think that they were a band, but Digital Underground was out way before them, you know, and inspired the roots to to start their group. So mm-hmm. he they very important for hip hop and he needs to get his flowers. Yeah, man. He brought the funk sound to hip hop, which is yeah. what he is known most for in my book. So I appreciate him. We talked Gerard in the episode about, you know, uh, the genres of music and how they intertwine. So shout out to him for taking a chance and bringing a new sound to hip hop. Yeah. For sure. We don't want to have to keep doing this every week, by the no, way, either. We don't, man. It's the trend that definitely is not fun right. at all. At all. Once again, RP Shock G, man. And um, hopefully we do him justice by making a list of our own as we talk about intertwining music. But today we want to discuss our top five list for the best samples. Um, I'm excited for this, y'all. I feel like this mm-hmm. is something where I constantly is going back and forth. And even now, I'm looking at my list. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but maybe this is something we could do again in the future because there's just so many good samples in hip hop, man. I I came away pretty proud of my list, but I'm excited to see what y'all got too. I feel like this is the one where none of us have one of the same on each other's list. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Fingers crossed, man, because I think that every week, and then all of a sudden people be like, oh, yeah, I had that too. So I'm excited, man. Y'all got any honorable mentions? Yeah. I do. So I can start off um, and I'll go with the last on my honorable mentions list. I have Puff Daddy featuring Faith Evans in 112. I'll be missing you, which sampled the 1983 song, Every Breath You Take. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually didn't know Sting. I knew about Sting because of his solo career, but Sting was the lead singer uh, in the group that made that song. So I actually didn't know that. Yeah, the police. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's a great one. Um, cool. I got uh, uh, specific, and then I have this guy just for carrying a whole group on his own, but it's RZA for uh, uh, just carrying the whole Wu-Tang back in the 90s and just chopping up all those little samples and yeah. just grinding for every single one of those albums that he made for those artists. Like, day in and day night, he would just – work in the lab and just chop up all these hip hop samples and just give them to his artists, like his boy. Yeah. But uh, the one I got is kiss the ring. Uh, it's on uh, only built for Cuban links too. Mm. And it samples Elton John's uh, yeah. uh, yellow brick road, like which that. to me personally is one of my family's like biggest songs that we've ever listened to at like yeah. gatherings and stuff. So nice. Yeah. Shout out to uh shout out to RZA. So I have um, it's a it's a deep cut off of Drake's second mixtape. So mm. it's called "Think Good Thoughts." So um, it samples Anita Baker's "Sweet Love." 
So like it was produced by Ninth Wonder and it features uh Fonte and Elzai. So like I I really love how Knife Wonder chopped that up and you know like um it was it was a dope record. So got the Elzai too. Yeah, a little, a little love on this pod for a Detroit rapper. Yeah, shout out to Elzai. Shout out to Gerard for dropping two people I love and Drake <laughs> and Anita Baker in the same <laughs> man. That's a great one right there. So next on my honorable mentions list, I have Ice Cube. It was a good day where he sampled the 1977 song Footsteps in the Dark by the Isley Brothers. And I just want to say it was so hard not adding so many Isley samples that had yeah. the Isley. Right. Like, I really had to challenge myself like, no, nah, I'm not adding this one because we talked about it, man. And yeah. in the previous episode, they've been sampled so many times in music where you could have literally made a top five just on their samples alone. Yes, facts. Let's shout out too. It's very hard to narrow down a top five for this category. I yeah. had a hell of a time doing it. Oh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. <laughs> this is the yeah, hardest one. So I hope the listeners respect this one from us. For sure. Drew, what you got next? So starting off at my number five, I have a Herbie Hancock sample and the samples from a song called Jessica. And it's a slow piano, and the way it breaks down and gets chopped up turns into Mob Deep shook ones. Oh too. man, man, <laughs> man! That that sample may be one of the best hip hop produced beats ever in hip hop. That's so that that song has been used so many times. Havoc just, did his thing on that beat, man. That, yeah, like. Whew. Yes, that beat is hard. You could just listen to instrumental and feel scared to walk in New York. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really eerie, man. Yeah. So I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was by Herbie Hancock, too, the original. So I found yeah. something new myself. You know, so my number five um, is uh, off of Jay-Z's um, first album, uh, Reasonable Doubt. So what people learn about me outside of hip hop is I love soul music. So Isaac Hayes, Curtis Mayfield, Marvin Gaye, those are like my favorite artists. And I listen to them when I'm in the shower. Cause you know, I think I'm in the seventies. So listen, uh, they sample Isaac Hayes, the walk of love. And it was produced by Irv Gotti and the song is called can I live. Mm. So I like how he used that um, sample on there. Mm. I'm liking these lists so far, man. I'm excited to see where we go. We're making playlists for people, B. That's what we do. <laughs> That's definitely what we do. Um, so before I get in my number five, I have one more honorable mention. Uh, that was SWV right here, which sampled the classic 1982 Michael Jackson song, Human Nature. Mm-hmm. And actually, fun fact, people that go and listen to that song, you'll hear in the beginning, there's the S, the double, the V. The person that's actually rapping that is Pharrell, which yeah. I didn't know about until this past year. So fun fact right there. Shout out to Pharrell. I got man. another fun fact for you. It <laughs> says it's produced by Teddy Riley. Pharrell actually produced that. I did. I noticed that when I was doing research. <laughs> I knew he was on the track and I knew he was a producer. But then I'm like, well, Teddy wait, Riley. Wait, wait, wait. What, what song are we talking about? SWV oh, right here. Okay. Right here. Because I was going to say human nature has been chopped up so many different times in so many different ways. Like. I thought you were talking about Nas Illmatic at first. <laughs> no, but that, that's no, and then Chris Brown also sampled yeah. it. It was yeah. sampled on uh, the Detroit 2 album by Big Sean. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So shout out to the GOAT, my GOAT, Michael Jackson. <laughs> but my number five is Jay-Z featuring Blackstreet, The City Is Mine, where he sampled Glenn Frey's 1985 song, You Belong to the City. Yeah. Excellent, excellent song. Love that. Drew, what you got? 
we got a lot of Jay-Z on here. <laughs> That's <laughs> So our lists aren't the same, but a personal experience. It may seem like just a simple sample, but uh, uh, Jackson 5's ABC123 was sampled by Kanye on H to the Izzo. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of letters right there. I know. But <laughs> watching it, it's my number. Uh, it's my number four because at the Watch the Throne tour, Kanye went on stage, broke down uh, the Jackson Five track, and then made H to the Izzo on stage. And then Jay Z came out and rapped it. It That's was dope. one of the coolest things yeah. I've ever seen from a producer live. And, and he was just Kanye was in his zone, just chopping, chopping, chopping. That's my number four. I love I love that. My number four is from the group Total, and they sampled James Brown, the funky drummer. Like we I could have went into a top five for all James Brown samples. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But like so James Brown the funky drummer, and the song is called Can't You See? And it fe- features notorious BRG. So like I like how they use the bass line from the funky drummer, which mostly everybody used that bass line, <laughs> but I like how that song went. It's crazy, man. Man, I'll draw from some fire. So I'll get right into my number four, man. My number four is Rich Boy featuring Polo to Don. Throw mm-hmm. some these with sample that. 1979 song "I Call Your Name" by Switch. I call Where, your name. Classic. We got Rod singing. We got Rod singing. <laughs> the, the lead singer in Switch was actually the older brother of Elder Barge, who is yep. another classic yep. singer, man. So y'all are teaching me a ton already. Somebody <laughs> gonna walk away with a fire playlist, oh. like you said, Drew, because we drop heat. If you if you just take let's take a quick pause. If you take just these songs, these old samples, then play the hip hop version, you got the best playlist you've ever heard. Yes, facts. Man, who's next? You are next. You. I'm next. Oh geez. <laughs> All right. So I know I just mentioned him, Kanye, but I got him one more time, real quick, for uh sampling Elton John's Someone Save My Life Tonight. Mm. Uh which is the good morning track on the graduation. Oh, I never knew where that came from. Right. Thank you. Kanye Kanye loves him some Elton John, man. (laughs) And if you don't play that song on graduation day, no matter what age you're at, you messed up. It's just such a feel good. good. It's a, you could even wake up to that song, man. Feel good. That was a good one. So my number three is another uh, track produced by the Hitman. Um, I'm sorry, I love Puffy, but um, it's a track. <laughs> really? that, <laughs> I do. Have I you love told it. Us that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, they sample. Um, I love the Rocky series as well, and they sound, sample a song from uh, Rocky called "Going the Distance" by Bill Conti on his song "Victory," mm. which features Biggie and Busta Rhymes. So just fire, that. man, yeah. dude. So Drew's been mentioning Kanye a few times. So I actually have Kanye mentioned in my number three. For my third song, I have Cameron featuring Kanye West and Selena Johnson down and out with Sam oh, William Bell and Marvin Staples, Marvis Staples in a 1969 song Strung Out. Yeah. I love we that. should uh we should have B listen to Purple Haze, Gerard. Because that's yes. That that whole album is filled that with just classic fire. fire. So I, I've heard Bro. part of Purple Haze, but I haven't. I don't think I've heard it in full. But I love Cameron, yeah. man. That's his yeah. best. That's his best produced album for sure. Yeah, it just sounds sure. so clean and just. I that's know, his I best know record on Rockefeller. Like yeah. you know, he had come home with me, but Purple Haze, yeah. yeah. Purple Haze is something special. What album of Cameron's had cookies and apple juice? Y'all remember that song? 
That was on um, uh, Crime Pays, I think. Yeah, either that or Killer Season. One of them, yeah. One of them. Amron yeah. went on a string of just yeah. great albums. Try oh. Killer Season. I think Try Killer. Actually, we have phones. I can look this up. Who can you hear some Apple juice? Man, yeah. that song was fun. Yeah, it's like we have to use our brain for all these. Right. <laughs> hey, y'all the senseis, man. I, I get to use my phone. Y'all don't. Oh, so I'm called a sensei now, but the other day in the group chat. <laughs> oh, I had some I could call you. <laughs> I know you did. I was going to come on this pod just screaming, but. Drew, you were right. Drew, you were right. It's on crime pays. Okay. Yeah. I know my Cameron. So this week, my homework will be listening to Cameron and connecting the dots. I'm, I'm excited. Let's get back so, to the samples. We got real off topic. <laughs> but that's because you had a great one, B. Thank you, man. Yeah. So it's on you, Drew. So my number two is a Erica Badu song, which was taken from an Isaac Hayes song called Bumpy's Lament, which was then mixed by for my favorite version, which was Explosive by Dr. Dre mm. on uh, the Chronic 2001 album. Yeah. Drew, can I get off topic again and just say every time I hear Eric, Erica Badu window seat, I think of you because you used to love that song back that in the day. That song was something special when it came out. <laughs> every time I hear it, I'm like, I always think of Drew whenever I hear this, man. man. That song is classic. Gerard, what you got? So my number two is to get back on the Cameron train, the diplomats. Mm. They sampled a um, reggaeton song by Major Harris called I Got Over Love. And it's produced by Just Blaze called I Really Mean It. You know, I can listen to that song every day. People don't we need to we need to do a whole segment on samples just for Dipset and Kanye. Yeah. Yes. Because man, yeah. they have some of the best ever. Let me add that to my future episodes topic because I would love that. Yeah, next time we do this, let's uh let's do an artist. Yeah. Um, but you I'm like Greece, Drew. you could go Greece right now. <laughs> nice, man. So let me try something a little different for my number two. I got a little surprise for you. And it's based on feedback that I got. Not the song, but just what I'm about to do here. So y'all stick with me. Uh-oh. B's getting crazy, everybody. Oh. And hopefully this works. So give me one second. And I'm going to mute. So it doesn't get spoiled. Wow. He's cheating now. He is cheating. I think he <laughs> forgot the name of it. or he's just queuing up to that perfect moment yep (laughs) ladies and gentlemen if you can't see b he's got a really big grin on his face (laughs) all right so i got it and i'm playing it off youtube so no copyright issues hopefully (laughs) but in case y'all forgot man Mm. stretch money to me (laughs) my dog stretch money (laughs) Hot lava, baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they don't know me. So for number two, I had Stretch Money Takes Money to Make Money, which sampled Maze featuring Frankie Beverly, 1983 yeah. song, We Are One. Yeah. I had to play that because I remember how fire that song man. was when it dropped, especially him talking about riding down a lodge, man. So <laughs> I had to play a little music for that. Shout out to my man, Joseph. Uh he listened to the last podcast, gave a lot of great feedback, former co-worker, man. So uh, yeah. he actually has some some um, apparel clothing. So I'll shout him out and his his brand on a future episode. But shout out to him, man. Appreciate anybody that gives us feedback. 
and shout out to Stretch Money. We we grew up in the same neighborhood, so you know Ooh. that's what like <laughs> like so Ooh. yeah. And, and for our out of state people, Stretch Money is a nice nice Detroit artist. <laughs> yeah, Stretch Money, the man. You understand that? We understood. Understand oh, we understood. <laughs> <laughs> so Drew, what you got for number two, man? My number two is explosive. I'm on my number one. Does Draw got a number two? Or is I did my number that? two. Uh, we're on our number ones already, B. Yeah, we're on number one. We got number to do one. drum rolls. Okay. <laughs> My number one is a sample that Gerard doesn't know about. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. from the Stillmatic album, Your Demand by Nas. And the sample is by a Detroit producer and artist uh, named Rodriguez, who went by Sugar Man for a while. And uh, there's a oh, documentary, sugar, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So then they chopped that up and made "You're the Man." Yeah. And I watched a documentary on him on Netflix uh, a couple of years ago. He was just one of those artists who made, 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 made songs for the love of just making songs. Didn't want the fame. Didn't want the money or anything. And just <laughs> continued to live his life in Detroit and just kind of, you know, just, just, just be the man. That's dope. That was yeah. another good one, Drew. Man. Drew. All right. So my number one um is one from, from one of my favorite producers ever. That's like under like he needs more recognition. His name is Bink. So he used to produce a Rockefeller, like one of my favorite producers. And it's from um a Motown artist, Smokey Robinson, Will You Love Me Tomorrow? And the song is called Devil in a New Dress by Kanye West. Oh so, yeah. Mm. Like, Did not know that one either. Yeah. yeah. Which may have one of the best Rick Ross verses ever on that track. Ever, ever. ever. We talked about that on a on a previous yeah. episode. Yeah. man, we're overlapping. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of content. Oh no, the hell we not. We have more fire, man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that though, Gerard. That's dope. Yeah. So y'all ready for so my you number be? One? I'm ready because you've been hyping this up for a while. So my number one is Lil Wayne. Receipt, which was on the Carter Two. Oh man, and that's, that's one of my favorite Wayne songs ever. Oh, I was literally going to say that might be my favorite Little Wayne song. Yeah, yes. sample the 1972 Isley Brothers song "Lay Away." Yes, the way that track flows with the vocals from the Isleys and the way he was flowing on there with his bars. That might just be my favorite Little Wayne song ever. So that's and, my uh, that's possibly, I say top two. But is that's that one of my favorite it? Wayne songs ever. Is that yeah. and Shooter from that album I love the most? Man. I got to hold on. Yeah. Hold on to my receipt. That drum drop, <laughs> too. Jeez. Man. bro. So if you haven't heard that song, please check it out. But everybody, who hasn't heard? I'm the casual. I've heard the Carter, too. So I know <laughs> most people listening probably have heard it. But in the case you haven't, please check it out. We don't have to give you that album now. That's a good one to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard, I, heard, I heard Wayne. Drew, did you have one that was close to making your list that didn't make it? Like that was super close. Yeah, kind of a honorable mention, kind of, or or are you talking about like, like a, not like it not like an honorable mention, but you wanted to add it, but it was like it's not close to honorable mention. Like, or you have like a little tidbit about it that you want to speak about. What's the one I was going back and forth? I was I was going back and forth about adding one of them. Give me uh one sec and I'll try and find it. It was um it was a it was a Snoop track. And cuz you know he likes the he loves the Isley brothers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was uh man what was it it was uh 
I think it might have been loose in control, but I can't remember um, right now. I'll, damn, I'll get I, back it, to you. Man, Snoop has so many like from like that's funkadelics and stuff like bro. that that I would have like wanted to add on it. But dang, like it's so many hard ones. Like it's one, it's one that I wanted to add that was produced by Bink as well. And it samples um a Jay-Z record um called You Me, Him and Her, mm. like off of his uh the Dynasty album. Okay. But Salon Remy used it and chopped it up with Bink and gave it to an artist named Mac Wilds who played Michael off of the wire. Dang. So you know him as Tristan Wilds. Yeah. And he That's has a song crazy. called My Crib and he uses that same beat. Like Jeez. so, like that dog. I wanted to add that so bad. Like, that's one of my favorite beats. Like, and then you get an R&B essence on top of it. So it was right. super dope. Was, like, um, Mac Wilds, like, New York, A Love Story. He released that album. It's a really good album. So The other one I had, too, uh, was uh, My Block by Scarface. Oh, I love that album. beat. Jeez. Yeah. I can't, let me look up the sample. Like you said, we got phones. We can use them. Drew, I think I just wanted to mention, I think you brought up a good idea for future episodes where we can do our top samples for artists. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can post on social media if people right. like that, and then we could, like you said, do Kanye, Cameron, yeah. whoever. Bro, I watched like a a fifteen minute video to prepare for this, and it was just Kanye like ch- chopping up samples, and there's so many to choose from from him, but like I had to narrow it down to just one. Well, kind of yeah. two because of the Izzo one, but but yeah, that those that Rockefeller time with Kanye, Just Blaze, and Bink, yeah. like going back and forth giving beats to like. Like, and the first time we heard, yeah, it wasn't on some Jay-Z shit. It was off a of freeway. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. and beans, and beans, like those samples and stuff like that. That stuff, man, that was legendary. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. People don't chop music like that no more. So. No. And then all the, like we said, the Dipset artists, too. Yeah. Every single one of those songs. The Heat, had the heat Makers, and they chopping <laughs> yeah. stuff out and speeding it up. Like, so. Yep. Yeah. For sure, man. So <laughs> I enjoyed those lists. So I look forward to our future episodes where we do the samples for artists. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I think we've hit that sweet spot before we go. Do we have any shout outs for this week? I know I have a few. Do you guys have any? I got bullied by my little sister. So shout out to Rika. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, here you go. You got your shout out. Now keep listening. You bump. <laughs> 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 like, we you make got? a PSA announcement too about family listening. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to listen to get a shout out. You have to listen to get a you shout gotta out. You got to listen. You I want to shout out my mom, man, because my mom. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. My mom is a yes. consistent listener. And maybe on a future episode, we'll talk about support, which I've learned a lot doing this episode. <laughs> and I'm not going to shade anybody, but I have people that haven't listened yet, which I've learned to not take personal. But one surprise has been my mom listening no. consistently. Not knowing half of the artists, but saying she still enjoys the show because of our conversations, Gerard. Yes, she said, that, she said that you cussed a lot, so I just wanted to let you know that and let I did let good this time though. You. I did good this time though. Like, <laughs> you did, you shout did. out to Mama Patton, you know what I'm saying? She hit me up, like, oh, I love y'all podcast. That was dope. So, like, yeah, like did she you tell know? you personally you cuss a lot? No, no, nah, nah, she didn't tell me personally. She okay. was just like, you know, she was like, she understood, so you know, I I'm still, I'm working on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Only too, because B posted that video of her uh, listening to our pod. And like the first thing I hear is my voice saying shit. <laughs> and on that same episode, I apologize to your dad because we cussed. So she I mentioned that too. To so that, that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, man, shout out to everybody that's taking the time. Yeah. There are a lot of podcasts out there. So to take the time to listen to us, 
Right. Especially the people that have let me know any feedback that you guys have had. I really appreciate you because you don't have to listen. So anybody taking the time to do so, I really appreciate it. So shout out to our boy, Drew George, who gave me yeah. feedback, said he, we taught him a lot. And that's the thing with the show, man. I really want people to understand you don't have to be super deep into hip hop to enjoy the show. Right. We want to be able to teach you some things, but also our conversations, man. Sometimes we get off topic and talk about random stuff. So just know you don't have to be super into hip hop to enjoy our show. But shout out to George, man. Appreciate you listening. And again, my former co-worker, Joseph, uh, he actually has the David Vintage uh, clothing line. So Detroit brand uh, support, you know, black business. So, again, check him out, social media. And I appreciate everybody for listening, man, for real. Well, uh, I want to shout out my boy too, uh, Ryan Griffin, for checking us out and giving us some really good feedback this week. Uh, just saying that he supports us and what we're doing, and we got a we got a nice little thing going. So, yeah, man. Shout out I really appreciate it. Like this, this is a passion, you know, this, and it means so much to hear people like tell us how much they appreciate what we're telling them and the things that they're learning. Because, you know, I'm we're teaching a culture. You know, this is something that we like. We live and we want people to learn this stuff and know that it's deeper than just like a bunch of people rapping on records. Like it's right. a lifestyle that people live. So, like we we really do appreciate everyone listening to us and taking their time out to listen to our little old podcast. Like. It's, it's definitely eye-opening, and I, I really, like, really, really appreciate it. For sure, man. So before I let y'all go, I just want to ask again, be sure to subscribe, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, we just launched an Instagram page, Two Hip Hop Senseis, period, A, period, casual. Follow us on there. Give us any feedback that you guys have, anything that you'd like to hear in the future. And again, we appreciate all you guys' support. So until next time, this has been two hip hop senseis in the casual. Whoa, 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 whoa! We gotta give him a teaser, B. Come on, Ooh. hey, you trying to take drinks? You going to my favorite part of the show? My wow. bad. As the host, I can admit when I'm wrong, so I'll rewind. My bad. No, not them, bro. Like it's my favorite part of the show because it lets <laughs> me know that there's another podcast coming. Aw, <laughs> what's our teaser for this week? It's uh, our teaser is the record labels, isn't it? Yes. That's the next big one we got to get into. Yeah. So we'll next. do next week. We'll do the record labels. And I'm sure we'll think of some other things to add because we always texting each other. But I look forward to the record labels, the yeah. best and worst record labels to be signed hey, to. Gerard, give them a little snippet because it was kind of your topic. I'm biased. I love bad boy. So if y'all hear some slander from them, you won't hear from me. Okay. So like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how all this started. <laughs> We're not giving you too much, but it all started uh, after having a conversation about Bad Boy. So think of people listening. Just think of think of your favorite labels of all time and think if they think if they really help their artists or they really let them down. Mm. Mm. Or think of Jirai saying Puffy does no wrong. So oh, there you go. We're done. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we will be wrapping this episode. Until next time, y'all be easy. <laughs> what?